The blue eyes, the leather. I think a wardrobe change is in order. On the other hand, I could just stop bathing and wear a smelly wolf skin. That'd turn him off. That's true. Of course, you'd also be traveling alone. Did you just let me hit you? No, you nailed me fair and square. Ah, I almost got you that time. No, you didn't. What are you talking about? I was this close. You were this close because I let you get this close. Are you sitting on the sofa? That's just great. It's gonna smell like fish for days. I like the house to cold. I like to keep it hot. I don't care much for cooking. I like to eat a lot. Scares me when she's driving. And that always causes a fight. I like to fuck in the morning. Oh, those things you do. You're a big fat Gentile. And you're a dirty Jew. <laughs> Sometimes you are wrong. Sometimes you're not right. I like to eat puss in the morning. And I suck dick at night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast. And now your hosts, Rocky May and Lana Turner. Hi, everybody. I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And we are the Perfect Ten Podcast, uh, recording live from beautiful uh, South Florida. That's right. Where the rest of you cocksuckers are experiencing winter. We are enjoying <laughs> another summer day. It is beautiful. We've had such a nice time. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Yeah. This trip has been fantastic. Been in the pool. Yeah, the pool, the water slide. Oh, my God. <laughs> I about knocked five kids out of the goddamn pool when I went down that cocksucker. And you did the tsunami, right? Tsunami. <laughs> Sorry, Japanese people. I know they get sensitive about that shit. Oh. Whatever. Well. Asian, Asian. It's well, funny. You do the cannonball, though. It's like Yeah, yeah. When I do the cannonball, nobody gets, you know, no Civil War reenactors get mad. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the fuck the problem is, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's just a massive splash, all right. And uh, but it was phenomenal. And then the infinity pool, which uh, was only fifty yards long. So if that's fucking infinity, right. you know my teacher was wrong. <laughs> and uh, the hot tub, uh, it was. Uh, what did you say? We were in South Beach. Okay. Oh my God, it was Jews oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just throw some potatoes and carrots in the tub and it's a juice stew. Oh my god. I know. Did did it I did it make you anti-semitic? Yes, I I I now hate Jews cuz oh. there were so many Jews <laughs> in Miami Beach. Now these just ain't regular Jews. It was no. in South Beach. Oh no, my god. These were these were the 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 ones that everyone The Jewy yeah. Jews. The like the ugh. These were the Jewiest Jews of all time. It it yeah, you hear that it's just ugh. I mean, yeah. these broads are at the beach from head to toe covered. Well, I don't. I mean, you're saying head to toe, like they they shave. They are their head, head to toe. But they shave their head and then they wear a wig. Whoa, they're they shave their head. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, these women were. Then they wear that poor. fucking babushka shit on their head. You know that, that yeah. scarf. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know, but it's weird. Like, cause they're fully dressed on the. B it, here's the thing, though. I'm kind of a shade worshiper, so I kind of look at them wearing all that stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, I could I could work at like a wetsuit or something on the beach and feel great, you know. But 
a kind of cover up. Yeah, you're modest. Not me. I sh- I swag my titties everywhere. <laughs> it's not even modesty. I just don't want to get sunburned. And then I yeah, right. You know, but yeah, they're all they're all covered up, and it's kind of you feel very judged walking around in a normal swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I know I did. It's just weird. Like no, I didn't. I didn't give a shit. One of my nuts was hanging I out. Know, I didn't you give don't a care. fat baby's w- dick. Wait, what's so strange about like religions that make pe- women cover up is that the men never have to do anything. Like no, no, the dudes are out there. They're, first yeah. of all, comb your fucking shoulders, dudes. I know, right? Oh, my God, you fucking wookie motherfuckers. Some hairy dudes, man. Yeah, when it's just uh. like a sheet of hair and like, a nipple poking out on each side. Oh, yeah, brutal. That's bad. Oh my god. Yeah, so Palm Beach was terrific. Yeah. Holy shit! Wow, the crowds here are phenomenal. Is this the best club in the country? Um, it's up Palm there. Palm Beach Improv. It's up there. It was really. What do you awesome. think is better, or uh, close to it? Houston Improv is great. Well, there's a lot of great rooms. I mean, yeah. uh, Stand Up Live is Stand awesome. Stand Up Live in Phoenix, holy yeah. shit, that's a tremendous. I mean, there's place. just and then there's just clubs that you kind of feel sentimental about because they've been yeah. around forever and you love them and they just have that old school vibe or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, but that room happens. Yeah, exactly. Like I was that. thinking that, but you know, I mean, what's cool about the West Palm is it's it's a theater. I mean, if you can fill it, which you do, well, how many seats are in there? It's it's it's, it's a showroom. Seven hundred. So I mean, that's a theater. It's yeah. It's so. Yeah. Tonight fourteen hundred. Last night fourteen hundred. Yeah. Tomorrow another seven. So I mean, although I would tell you that that's one of the greatest rooms to play, unless you're playing for fifty people in a room that seats seven hundred, because then it's not as much fun. Yeah, then not so much, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but it's it's awesome, and coming down here is great, and um, I well, know. we're staying at. I mean, we're not just staying at any hotel. I mean, we are at a resort. Yeah, and the kids are having a blast. Oh, my so. God, the kids are having a blast. My sister and her family and my crazy mom came down from Orlando. All right, it was awesome. Yeah, they got spoiled, the kids Yeah, did. right? Yeah. They and they got, got to watch TV, which never gets to happen. Never gets to happen. They got to do that, and that's the treat for them. And I know. What we played for you guys at the top of the episode was a little clip of um, a show that – I. Do you remember Xena Warrior Princess? I remember it. You know, I tried to jerk off to it once because <laughs> I used to not have cable or any porn, you know, bef- the days before you porn and the interweb and everything. It's a very sexy show. It, it kind of was, yeah. but it was very girl on girly. And I don't, that's the my least favorite porn is lesbian porn. Really? Yeah. I love the Jainer too, but I mean, it just, it just seems so fake and contrived. You know, right. I want to see pussy getting fucked. You know, maybe right. I'm maybe I'm not alone. You know, I don't think I am. So yeah, well, uh, tweet me back at this, guys. <laughs> okay, this is a question I need feedback on. Okay, whether or not, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't really. I mean, we've talked to a lot of porn stars, and they've banged a lot of chicks. You know, well. and so it's like, all right, I guess. But I mean, still nothing like. Ultimately, fucking. ultimately, when. The penis comes in the room. That's when the action starts. That's when the party starts. Yeah. Well, that's when we know it's real, you know? Well, if there's a tongue on a vagina, that would, I mean, I can't fake that's that. That's not real. That's fucking, that, that's a nothing. You can forget that you got your pussy ate out, okay? But when you get railed by a fucking 10-inch dong of death, <laughs> okay, 
You're getting split like cordwood. Okay, you know, you know you got fucked. Right. You know what I mean? But, I mean, as a viewer. <laughs> as a viewer, it still doesn't do much for me. Okay, well, Zena, like, is only implied, right? It's they it's not barely veiled. I mean, it's like <laughs> me wearing black. Well, okay. I when mean, I was a little girl, I used to watch that show on occasion. And, I mean, I didn't realize. It's been that long? Yeah, I mean, it's a, oh I don't know. God. I don't remember when it was on exactly. Like a teenager? Yeah, I mean, I never really watched it that much, but when I did watch it, I liked it because it was sort of a girl power thing. I never really clued into the... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know. (laughs) Girl power, girl power. But it was a real treat. Hey, who's that chick eating my pussy? What's going on? (laughs) Jesus crazy. Girl power. Girl power. Girl power. (laughs) (laughs) The, the the reason why we played the clip though is because um Danny myself and Howie the intern Howie the intern went to um the Xena Warrior Princess conference. Oh, like a convention? Oh, uh, that was like more of a convention, I guess, than a conference. I don't know. A, I don't know what the difference between conference and convention, but yeah, yeah, right. They do it every year, and they have a bunch of different locations, and all these women come in, and some dudes, and it was some dudes dressed as, really as Xena. Well, no, they dressed as the that, other that, that was a big bitch. That Xena was yeah. a big bitch, She's man. She's huge, but you know what they they said to me that, and I didn't get to see her. She came that she wasn't there the day that we went, but that she's not as big in person. That they made her much bigger for the. No, she was bigger back then. She was all roided up and stuff. But really? now, yeah, I saw her on Spartacus. Uh-huh. Linda, uh huh. Yeah, she's on another one of yeah. those shows. Yeah, I saw her on Spartacus, and she was hot. She had some bomb titties and everything. But she's not as big anymore. Or? No, no, no. She's grilled out now. She's just. Were those steroids she was on? It had to be. Uh, women can't get that cut and that big. Who knows? That was a big bitch, man. Yeah. That Zeno. It started with the X for extra large. Okay? Yeah, but if you do steroids, it makes you all ugh for a woman. Yeah. Well, it makes your clit ginormous. I saw that China porn. <laughs> oh my god, that looks like a fucking like a like an eleven year old dick. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It makes your clit yeah. grow. Oh, massive. Like a tongue? No, like a dick. It looks like a dick. Really? Yes, really. Ew. Oh my god, I gotta show you that video, that China video, a night in China or whatever it is. Or Right, I've heard about it. I've I've heard about it. Oh my God, it's brutal. But when China made that video, didn't she know people would be like, "That's a gigantic clip." I mean, she's happy. You think? You think people go, "Holy shit, that's a big old clip." Okay, I gotta edit that clip. You know, I need some CGI on that clip. Okay, we gotta (laughs) dial that mucker back. Mucker, (laughs) mother, mucker. (laughs) That fucker back. We gotta dial it back. That's a big clip. That's a ginormous clip. And no, I think she was proud of it. I don't think she well, saw that she thought that she had a big lip problem, which she fucking does. I mean, oh my God, it looks like chimp lips down there. It's fucked up. I don't want to think about Zena having a big clip. Oh, and massive pussy. Massive yeah, no, we we won't. I I'm assuming that she just like she had a dainty Janer. Yeah, and that she just got buff because she's a badass bitch. She's Zena the Warrior Princess. She's okay. All right. You can live in your dream world. I'll be over here in reality. We had a lot of fun at this uh, conference, <laughs> whatever festival. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And Danny Did was you just go around looking for warrior princesses to eat hot dogs? <laughs> 
that would have been funny. We should have brought a bunch of hot dogs with us to see who would hey, eat Hey, could one. you eat a hot dog in one no, bite? No, no, and no. Yeah, yeah. But but, uh, they, they wouldn't eat it, but they'd lick the bun. <laughs> <laughs> they'd just lick around the tip a little bit. Yeah, right. Mm. You know, uh, I got into a costume for this. Did I tell you, you that? You did? Yeah. Is there pictures of this? Yeah. I haven't seen them. I know, I don't what think I fuck? told you this. Well, and Danny got into a costume, too. Danny got into a costume? Yeah. What, did he go, as Friar Tuck? <laughs> 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 and you want to know the best part? I tried to get him to put the cross on, but he wouldn't do it. Oh, he did go as Friar Tuck? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, my he, God. No, I mean, it's, he was limited because that was really the only costume that would fit a fat man. Yeah, right. So the cool thing is that we have a Friar Tuck outfit, and I have the Xena or the, it's not really specific to Xena, but a warrior princess costume. And uh, you and I can go out for Halloween all that right, way. All so right, all right. Or play around with that at some point, Yeah, I guess. yeah. I'll be the, uh, I don't know, I'll be fucking Friar Tuck, or I'll be Friar Fuck. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. I think it's time for us to listen to this bit. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and here you go. This is our trip to uh, the Xena Warrior Princess Conference. Convention. Convention, conference, conference whatever. whatever. Wow. Danny, how do you feel right now? I am excited, Lana. This is what this job is all about. <laughs> you mean getting into a Friar Tuck costume and coming to a, the official Xena Warrior Princess convention? That's exactly what I mean. Do you and feel like a princess or a warrior or... Um, I feel kind of like a princess because I, I got a little skirt going on here with this, <laughs> with this uh, monk outfit, uh, but it feels great. I'm not wearing any pants right now. Are you wearing underwear? I'm wearing boxer briefs. Okay. And a very thin monk costume, and I feel very free. <laughs> I feel you think you'll sport the monk costume after this a little bit? Uh, yes, definitely. It's <laughs> the most comfortable I've felt. It's made for fat people. It's just a sack that you could put over your body. <laughs> yeah, and a brown sack, too. So yeah. it's a dark color that's slimmerizing. Yeah, but monks never look slim, right? No. They the don't. <laughs> I am wearing my Princess Warrior outfit. You look great. And I also wore the wrong... Well, I guess you wore the right underwear. I wore the wrong underwear because I was wearing jeans before, so I'm kind of airy downstairs as well. You really have the princess look down. You have the Zena look down. I You're going to get hit on by so many lesbians. Well, it's going to be see. amazing. I want to see what happens. Let's go <laughs> check this out. I'm excited. This is fun. guys here to attend the convention yep. you look beautiful you, you look like warrior princesses for sure <laughs> how did you get into this I'm big into the cosplay phenomena I have a lot of friends who also make costumes it's uh, did you make this yeah I, I made both of them they're they're incredible <laughs> thanks now how about you you just decided to well I've been into Xena since I was really little you've been a fan since you were a child what is it that you that draws you to this Xena, I think, was one of the biggest role models I had when I was younger. I was raised very conservatively, and when we finally got a TV, we only had like rabbit ears, and the, one of my earliest memories was actually watching it on a really, really staticky TV on the, the WB, like way back in the day, like, like 94, 95, and uh, it, just, it just was one of the most powerful things that I've ever seen, just this person that's completely comfortable with herself, strong, a warrior, and a woman. Like, you don't really have a lot of that growing up back in the day. So having that extremely powerful and positive role model really helped me, I think, 
find myself. Like, you know, like learn how to like stand up for yourself when people are telling you you can't do something. To push forward and say, yeah, I can fucking do that. <laughs> how about for you? What is your, is there a particular event that you're looking forward to? I used to attend uh, Xena conventions a lot when they were in New York and New Jersey. When the show was on, there were conventions like three times a year. And also, uh, I used to go to Miamix, Xena Nights. I don't know if anyone around here, is here hears about it, but in New York, it was actually a lesbian bar called Miamix. And every two, second Tuesday of the month, uh, a bunch of girls would get together, and we would screen episodes of the show and do little skits and have little trivia contests and um, basically yell back at the TV, like Mystery Science Theater style. <laughs> That's we awesome. get pretty rowdy because it's like a, a, a bar, but they're all women and they would yell things at the screen that you would think only guys would yell. And it was very funny. That's terrific. <laughs> like what kind of things? Like, Gabrielle, you got those abs that drive me wild. <laughs> <laughs> and a very high tone. It's very funny. That's awesome. <laughs> of course, there's a big subculture of people who are our shippers of Xena and Gabrielle. And I, I also marched in the gay pride parade twice in a Xena group. And really? Yeah, and um, when we got up to the part where there's like a judge's stand, all the Xenas, because there were more Xenas than Gabrielle's, would like get down on their knees and they all proposed to Gabrielle. <laughs> and this is when we we're still fighting for gay marriage in New York. And it just happened, you know, uh, last year? Uh -huh. I have a question about this relationship. <laughs> if you're both Xena, then who's the powerful one? Parallel universe. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's how you get away with it? Who's in charge if you're both Xena? <laughs> Well, we take turns. <laughs> Do we see like sword play or how does that work out? <laughs> it's got to kick your crowd already. <laughs> I know, you were warning me about this earlier. <laughs> That's awesome. So we're inside of um, a booth with a bunch of memorabilia and collectibles with, with Sue. So tell us, what do you have in here, Sue? Um, mostly autographs, blank pictures, some patches, some various little bits and pieces of memorabilia from a whole range of different shows because we're not allowed to sell Xena stuff at the Xena show. Do you personally collect? Are you a collector? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you like Zena. to collect? Xena. <laughs> Xena stuff. So I have a whole bunch of props and stuff off the show, plus loads of pictures, autographs, the usual kind of stuff. Really. So you're a huge Xena fan. That's how I started this. I started as a Xena fan. This is my 12th year. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. You've been here 12 times. Yep. Cool. So um, when did you realize that you were... This was like, it's almost an obsession to come to something like this 12 times, right? Wouldn't you say? Or is it just... It becomes about family. You start the first time because you want to see the actors. And it was the year 2001. They just finished filming and they had Lucy and Renee both on stage for the first time ever. So that was kind of, I felt like that was one in a lifetime kind of thing. But I met so many people there. I came back to meet them again. And then... Yeah, 12 and a lifetime, Danny. It's not about the show anymore. So now it's yeah, not it's about, about the actors. The it's show's off the air. Now it's all exactly. the fans getting together with a it's common... It's like family. You come to meet friends that you'll only see once a year here. Um, and you, with Facebook and Twitter and everything else, you're now actually much more in contact with people. But it used to be just that it was like a big get-together and you just have a party all weekend. Um, just enjoy being with your friends, which was really cool. What? Oh. Do you have any Hillary Clinton signed stuff here? I bet no, that would sell No, we don't do politicians. Really well. Just TV memorabilia? Just, yeah, it's just um, actors and actresses. Um. I'm sure she would, yes. <laughs> 
Would you say this is a good place or a bad place for a guy to try to get laid? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question, Danny. Generally speaking, very bad, <laughs> but it does, it, it has its moments. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> when you say it does happen. It, it does, but it's kind of, I'm not looking for that, so who knows. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that, um, that the show was basically like, you know, in the beginning it, w it was very unclear, but once they had a successful show on the air, they, they were more open about having sort of like a lesbian relationship? I think the producers never admitted it. Not, and possibly don't even till this day, because there are still people who deny the subtext. But even people I know who are really straight will watch it and say, oh my God, they are so a couple. So I think it's in the eye of the beholder, but I think in a way, the reason it managed to survive for six years with that kind of subtext was because they didn't confirm or deny. And I think they played on it, and you've got a really charismatic cast and some very clever writers and producers who thought, actually, this is working for our show. And they didn't run from it and were terrified of that and weren't terrified of the fan base. And in a sense, the fans and the people on the show have embraced each other. Here's what is it, God of Hell? Lord God of Hellfire. Thank you oh, very much. Thank you for granting us the interview, the Lord <laughs> God of Hellfire. And executive, wait, co, I'm going to get it wrong now. Co executive producer and writer on the show. Yes. I got it. Xena okay. Warrior Princess. All right, awesome. Absolute. Have you ever had a bizarre experience with a fan? Yes, of course, all the time. What, what's I happened? love it. Yeah? Um, well, I mean, I've been, not just Xena, I've been doing a lot of different shows, so I run into a lot of different fans. But yeah, I've had. Uh, you know, I don't know if I call them bizarre. Well, I guess I should for middle America. Yeah, they would be a little bizarre. But yeah, I was, um, gosh, I could go alphabetically on these things. One of the conventions we actually had uh, here in Burbank, uh, Xena Convention, um, I was in the restroom taking care of the necessary nature things. And I'm standing in the stall, and right next to me is a guy dressed like Xena. <laughs> and you really are, it's like you never really want to have a conversation at that time anyway, but I was, I was like, and really, seriously, I just kind of like nodded and I went, nice sword. <laughs> that was the best I could come up with at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, that's one of, the, one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, we've had some bizarre things happen at these conventions. Uh, put it, we obviously have a very large sub subtext crowd. We have a very large uh, lesbian community follower group. You call it subtext. But well, subtext is yeah. what it's, what, when we had our show on the air, um, gay characters were not as out except as in ensemble cases. So what happened is, and this is a sociological thing, if I could just bore you for a second, people are going to get their coffee right now. Um, throughout my time, at least writing in different shows, I've worked on a lot of shows that had same-sex leads, but there's a disenfranchised group out there, um, the gay community, which were looking at shows trying to find something that they could identify with. It wasn't targeted toward them, so they would grab what they could. And um, that's why you find a lot of fan fiction deal with those particular issues. Well, when Xena came around, we walked the line, but we walked it so well that both sides could embrace that. So it was easily accessible for people. So we ended up with a very large, as we call it, subtext community. People who were looking for that. Nowadays, it's not even subtext. Um, so we would actually, uh, have the first convention I ever did, for example, 
and this was in Texas. It wasn't um, a traditional Xenocon, and I was the first person from behind the scenes to actually come out and do a convention. And I'm standing there in front of about 250 women, and as I lovingly put it, like the LPGA was in town. <laughs> and I'm talking, and I'm talking, they're all listening to me, because I'm the first person to talk about this. And I stopped right in the middle of it, and I said, you know, I find this very interesting that I have 250 women hanging on my every word, and I don't have a shot with any of you. <laughs> and, and I got a standing ovation for that one. So yeah, actually, a few days ago, I posted a bunch of um, panels that were not being done at the Xena convention. And one of them was called A Snowball's Chance in Hell, the Horny Boy's Guide to you know the Xena Conventions. <laughs> can you do the Xena call? No, I can't. No? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can do the Xena call. Can you? Yes, here it is. Pick up the phone and call? Oh, all right. I was going to say, hello, this is Xena. May I help you? No, <laughs> I can't do the Xena call. Absolutely not. What is the most erotic episode? The most erotic episode of Xena or in my entire Xena. life? <laughs> might, it might not have been something you were actually writing on. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't think I was writing at that time, although I was typing. <laughs> You're using which hand? Sort of, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what I say to one, this orgasm was brought to you by the letters K and J. Um, a typist will understand that comment for those of you out there. The most erotic episode? Hmm. The, just the way that they were clothed and the... Well, you know, the funny thing, though, is um, the, the running gag we had about Gabrielle, this, the um, uh, smaller character, is that when we first met her, she's wearing a peasant dress. And throughout the uh, series, she ends up in these different costumes, and one of them is a two-piece costume where she has a green sports bra, as we call it, and it kept getting smaller and smaller as the... <laughs> but the thing about, interesting thing about Xena, because I've heard this all the time about how scantily clad and sexy she was, go back and look at the episode. She's not. She's actually wearing gym shorts underneath. You can see them. There's not even like we hide them. She's not scantily clad. She's got those huge breastplates, which of course accent the whole idea of large breasts. But in truth, what, you're, what most people are actually seeing is they're not seeing what she's wearing. They're seeing Lucy's charisma. Lucy has that charisma. She, when she does a role, she takes it over. She controls it, and she puts out this, in that particular role, this incredible um, sexuality that is not on the nose. It's not forced in your face. It invites people to find it. Thank you so much for taking time to share with sure, us. This is sure, awesome. This fun. So, Sarah, you can do the Xena call. You got it. Have you done it before? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, you know, in my backyard. I know, when I was, like, hunting squirrels and stuff. Let me hear your Xena call. <laughs> I want to hear this. This is great. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Belt it out. Let's hear it. <sighs> Loud and proud. Ready? Ready? That works? That was great. You go, do, it, do it louder, though. Let's do oh it. Oh, my God. Louder? Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Do you do, can you do it? Not very well. Give it a try. <laughs> Give it your best, Cena. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Wow. Right? Yeah. I had no idea. You know, I felt a little uncomfortable asking um, some of the women questions that, you know, I just didn't want to. One, sometimes. Because some of those are big bitches, right? No, well, not so much that. They were beautiful girls, but I just didn't want to, one, feel like I was mocking them, mocking the show. Or also, I just, I mean, I didn't want to feel like I misconstrue anything. Like, I'm not coming on to anyone or whatever. And 
I don't know, I just had a lot of respect for them. They were out there because they're powerful women who like the show that was powerful and means a lot to them. Or so they're nerds that pee sitting down. <laughs> that could be it, too. But I don't want to mock it because it's actually really cool. Like, like Xena the Warrior Princess represents an empowered, beautiful woman. And the lesbian aspects of it is just like an awesome way of opening I doors. I love lesbians. Well, and you know, that show is was revolutionary. It like it yeah. it, it crossed open the door for lesbians. It really did without really being overt. I mean that yeah. the writer anytime they do that, they they really they really change the mores and morales of the the center of America. Yeah, you know because I mean? people are enjoying it and they're not sure why and then And then they go, Hey, you know, that that Zena's pretty a bad bitch. Yeah. You know, they're probably a lesbian. They Fuck it. Lesbians are cool. Cue into it in a subtle way. So I think it's yeah, really, right. really great. And it also kind of like stimulates a whole nother world of thought because now there's all that subculture of people writing those books with the lesbian fan fiction, <laughs> which Little girls who can't get that type of stuff like years ago, now they have it. I mean, oh, you mean the like young, uh, young lesbians? Girls who didn't have role models when they were growing up. Like, I mean, until Xena came out, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff for them. Yeah, I mean, girls are expected. I mean, even if she's not a lesbian, what if she's just a tomboy? Mm. All right. I mean, you're a tomboy. You're a certainly bit. not a lesbian. You know, no, I, yeah, but I, but there was, I mean, you either got Barbies or fucking nothing, you know, I mean, or you're a dyke, you know, you either playing with Barbies or you're a dyke, mm. you know, they that, that that's how people thought in my little shit town. Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's either a you're a girly town. girl or you're a lesbian, really? Yeah, yeah, if you were a tomboy, people, d- d- they thought, oh, yeah. she's butchy, your town's yeah. pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah, it made me, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Case in point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... <laughs> um, I'm not from a sophisticated part of Arkansas. <laughs> I don't think there is one. No, I don't know, man. But you know what? Like, it, I, I think I think things like that really do help people and change, you know, change people's minds. That's why all those women come out for it. Still, after all these years, they spend a ton of ton of energy and the, the costumes were beautiful and uh i just think it's so they're cool busting ass man i mean you know that's that's hard that's dedication mm. like i really love walking dead i'm not gonna make a <laughs> walking dead costume but there are people out there who might in a couple of years it becomes without a doubt like a walking following. dead is gonna be another one of those oh it's awesome and then what about what about the xena call can you do a xena call do uh hello xena Zena, 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 Zena. Come here, Zena. <laughs> Those girls are were were hilarious. Can you do a Zena call? No, not Try. right now. It's too late. I, I'll wake the kids. <laughs> 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 well, um, I can't really do a Zena call, but um, and not only are we talking about empowered women here and uh, Zena Warrior Princess, but we have an empowered friend. Did you know DJ Crash was a dick slinging motherfucker? Yeah, DJ's always buying a shitload of pussy. But Crash has always just been like so quiet and yeah, metro. Yeah, but he's, and a, he's an amazing DJ. He is amazing. He used to DJ at Dublin's, which means those whores were all over him. <laughs> all right, and that's just one of the clubs he did. I mean, he did a different club every night. He's one of the guys that people would follow around. He's one of the guys that you know kind of pioneered a lot of 
stuff in the last like 10 years. Well, he he's had his mixes put in albums. I mean, he's done stuff for a lot of people. Man. Well, it's a very sexy life that he leads, and we got to know a little bit more about it through his DJ confessions. DJ confessions. <laughs> I'm sitting here with DJ Crash oh. at a place called Pink Tonka, which is a new restaurant. It's not a new restaurant, but they just opened up this location right here not that long ago, right? That's no, true. I think it's only been six months. I'm chewing I'm chewing yeah. on a, a chip here and some guacamole and salsa. <laughs> right? I'm giving you a picture of what I'm I'm doing right now at the moment. It's really good. You hear the yeah, I hear the chewiness of my chip. It must be so exciting to be a DJ. It's exciting, it's it, but it's still a job and um, uh, like any job, there's it's ups and downs and a roller coaster. And um, but as long as you love it, I think 90% of the time, then it's then it's great, right? I mean, anything you do, you gotta love it that 90%. And there's always gonna be that those moments that are shitty and horrible. Again, it's all it's all about art. An actor can say the same thing, and a, a comedian can say the same thing. What's some of your favorite gigs? What are some of your favorite things you've done or happened to you? Back in the late 80s and early 90s, this was, I was first starting out DJing. I don't know how I got the gig, but I ended up DJing at a country club. I can, I'll name it. No, I'm not going to name it. I won't name it. It's in the North Valley area. So I'm DJing an event in the North Valley, and it happened to be a porn com company. I don't know the, I don't remember the name of it. I mean, we're talking again, late 80s, early 90s. And so they went all out. It was 200 people, New Year's, filet mignon, lobster tail, black tie event, porn industry. They were making lots of money then. They still are now. And so I remember at midnight, I guess they had in the contract something at midnight where they shut all the doors and literally locked the doors so no, none of the staff could go back in. They brought pillows out, put it on the middle of the dance floor, just covered the whole dance floor with pillows. And for the next two hours, it became a complete fuck fest in the room. And so I was spinning for two hours while everybody's on the dance floor getting it on wow yeah my current resident spot would be like the playboy mansion really yes that's where you when you say resident like you're there regularly not as often as i used to be but uh i'm i'm i used to be there about five or six times a year maybe sometimes more so i would spend um new year's birthday valentine's midsummer dream Halloween, and, and sometimes a few other events in between. So there would be a, you know, a movie premiere or um, I, I can't think of any, you know, just whatever the mansion would be hosting, I would, I would be up there. How maybe. exciting. It's one of those places that's so cool. You know, they got the chip. No, I, mm, I, it's yummy. just part of like everything Hollywood, everything LA, you know? It's one of those places that it looks like fun. I don't know if I'd want to swim in the pool, or is it called the grotto? Because it yeah. seems like a lot of DNA swimming around in that pool yeah. with you, but I probably would. They filter it, it's, it's, it's filtered clean every five minutes as I understand it. They have what? this very special filter in the pool that literally 
refilters the water so all the disease and all the sperm, everything is, is filtered out. Every five minutes? Uh, every five minutes. Oh, well then I get in the pool. I'm that. kidding. It sounds like there a bunch is of no bullshit. such thing as a filter like that. Okay, yeah, it sounded like bullshit. <laughs> I still feel like that you the, the salination or the chlorine would have to kill whatever's in there, right? You know what? I think there's probably diseases. I shouldn't say this because I love those guys up there. <laughs> 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 but it's a joke, right? You know, if be, you're listening, it's a joke. I'd be more frightened swimming at the Hollywood Y than his <laughs> swimming at, at the, the Playboy pool, to be honest with you. They're probably it's probably a cleaner pool than most places I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I, I will say that I've had um, women go down on me at the Playboy Mansion. Yes. Um, Were they playmates? I don't think so. You don't think but, so? But I. But a playmate I caliber. Ask. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, some brunettes. Well, you, you know. didn't talk. No, there was no like conversation between you and them. They were just I, like their mouths were full at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely. So how does that work? Like you're spinning records. And you're working, right? Were you done with your job, or did you just sneak away, or was she under the table when you're? I, I have had one time someone under the table. There is a table that's literally in the center of the room, in the center of the whole dance area. At the mansion, or is at this the mansion, place? outdoors, someone snuck under the table. Someone? Did you have no idea who it was? It could have been a man, for all I know. Really? You never saw the face of yeah, the person? Yeah, I didn't see the face. I didn't. I didn't. No, I, I, I do know it was a woman. Okay, all yeah, right. I can say. Would, uh, what if it had been a guy? Would you have made it stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have said finish it, and then I would have been really pissed <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell you this because this is an account that I don't have any longer, and, and a lot of people probably around the world know this venue. It's called Barfly. Okay. It's a, it's a very famous nightclub that used to be here. Um, it's all over the world, this Barflies, but we had one on Sunset, just a few miles from where we're at right now, in fact. And there, I can tell you, um, when I was a single man, because there was a period of time where I wasn't single, when I was spinning at the Playboy Mansion, so I, I honestly didn't have, I wasn't with anybody up there for a few years. But at Barfly, I went nuts. It was a very crazy time, and this was like early 2000s. Absolutely nutty. What do you mean went nuts? Like, what, what does that mean? You went nuts. We all went nuts there. The people, anyone who knows about Barfly on Sunset, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to text your stories in or whatever to, to the podcast. Okay. We'll ask if anybody has a great story. Let us know. Tens of thousands of people that walked through those doors, and it was like being in a house, right? You know, when you go to a house party and you know that you can do practically anything you want, like stripping naked. I mean, that's what was happening in the club itself. People were going taking, going topless. Mm -hmm. We can't get arrested for this shit anymore, right? Because, I mean, it's done. The club is, go is gone. But I was in a DJ booth that was above the dance floor. It was like a second floor above everybody. So I got to look down and everyone got to look up but they couldn't see everything that was going on in the booth. It was a fairly small little area, maybe six, seven feet wide and about four feet back. And then there was a hallway that led into the booth. You had to climb up a ladder and then you had to go through a little hallway to get to the booth. So hopefully I'm painting a nice little picture there. The hallway, you can only imagine it was dark and that's where people had to walk to get to over, look over the booth to see the whole room. 
you got to view the whole room from there. And so there could only fit three, four people tops. <clears throat> and so the acts performed in that hallway and at the booth, just m mind blowing. Like what? Load blowing, I'm, I'm guessing. All, but all the above. Like what? What kind of things? Oh, I can only sex. begin to guess. Just sex What's acts. the craziest? Like what you said, like you were, you went out of your mind a little bit. I've known you for years, so I don't, I actually I don't was very, yeah, I was very, I, I didn't talk much about it because like even Dublin's days, which is across from where we're at right now. Right. Um, you couldn't do anything like that. There just was, it, I was out in the open with everybody. Right, so you could leave your booth, like roll around, put some music on, get it going, yes. and step away for a few minutes? And uh, yes, and exactly, you're exactly oh right. Oh yeah, no, I'm getting what you're, where you're going, but so like. I could walk into the hallway. Uh, sometimes I'd actually, uh, my manager at the time was also DJing, and so he could come up there, and I would take someone into the hall, and then we would have a mind-blowing act happening so some moment. girl that was at the venue, at the club. you just pick her out of the crowd kind of thing? Or, or they pick me. Or they pick you? It's, uh, women don't pick, women pick guys. Guys don't pick women. Right. That's probably very true. So they would, they would pick me and they would come up. They would climb up the ladder, completely no panties on. There was a security guard typically underneath. He could look up and he could see the girl pantyless going uh -huh. up the... <laughs> Coming down pantyless as and well. And dripping down. Oh, then the, the security guard probably doesn't want to stand under that mess coming down the, the ladder. It was pretty clean. Ugh, I just kind of threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, there, there is. It, sorry. It was, it, uh, so wait. So the. Didn't, didn't, didn't go f that far in the uh, sexual act that I'm. Um, so you mostly blow Unloading inside, the, inside a woman. Right, right. You wouldn't yeah. want to leave that behind. Yeah. I don't want children. I don't know of any children happening, so. Right. Yeah. And plus, you don't know this girl. She's pretty skanky, right? So. Uh, well, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I, ch I check my blood every few years, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. good. I'm, I'm clean. Yeah, so yeah. anyone listening right yeah. now, I, you know I'm clean. I mean, you're really skinny. You got to make that sure that everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> blood is clean. So, um, so did you ever get multiple girls up in that hallway? Yes. How many were the most you ever had at once? Two. Two at once? Yeah. Really? Yes. And so. I recall one time. <laughs> yeah, I recall. I recall this time, one time, midsummer. <laughs> you said this. <laughs> I recall one time where I'm have a young lady bent over and she is eating another girl out at the other side of the hall. Well, there's I've had a thousand people on a dance floor, but yes. I know. I was, I, I, sometimes I could play a long song. Sometimes it was during, like, because it was a dinner, it was a supper club. So. <laughs> There would be people, you know, just eating dinner. and While I she's eating the other girl. Yes. <laughs> it was fun. It was a great time. I, I loved it. I had no idea you had all these crazy stories in your arsenal. I didn't know it either until I started talking. None of them are true, by the way. <laughs> None of them are true. I, those are just stories that I made up because you wanted me to come out to Shut do this up. podcast. <laughs> so anyone listening to this, don't believe a word I just said. Wink, wink, nudge, Don't nudge. Don't believe that you're the stud who gets blowjobs and chicks right. climbing up ladders, pantyless to fuck you up in the DJ booth. Never happens. Never happens. Never doesn't happen. What do you think is the craziest part of that story? Getting blown in the DJ booth? Nah. Blown or uh, banging girls back behind the, at the, in the hallway back there up above that club? Or, um, no. No? The, the orgy, just DJing at the orgy? 
yeah, that's probably the craziest. But uh, I think the fact that people like techno music, (laughs) I think that's the most unbelievable part about the fucking story. I don't know. I didn't ask Crash if he... he He plays it all, man. Yeah. Crash, he does... He was one of the pioneers of mashups and stuff like that. He would do mashups. What are mashups? Where they take two songs and put them together. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah. He... He's so talented and so great that I had no idea that he had all those crazy experiences. And just, I can't imagine, I I I can't imagine being at work trying to concentrate on something and having a total stranger crawl up under a booth and start just like blowing, like, well, I mean, I wouldn't know what it's like to get a blowjob, but I mean, just anything. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Concentrate when you're getting up. And he didn't even know who's down there. I mean, like, he's not going to. Hey, as long as you don't feel stubble, it's cool. You know, <laughs> is like, that the rule? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What if what if it was like the the uh, the dog at the Playboy Mansion just happened to come up? Under the oh table? no, the dogs. Hey, trust me, I've put a lot of peanut butter to use. Dogs can <laughs> dog. lick it, but they cannot suck, suck it. it. <laughs> Good point, Ralphie. If I you're hadn't getting suction, you know that's not a dog. But he doesn't even know who's under the table. He's just getting a blowjob. It's like all right, but I. I yeah right. I can't imagine. I, I wonder how the mashup is. Well, you know, is hey, that beats a tip. <laughs> that beats the tip. It is the tip. Yeah. Maybe. Or the whole, the, shaft, the whole thing. Tip of the shaft. Mm, little nuts. Of the balls. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It's a proper one. Right? I, I've always wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion. That's one of my bucket lists. I know. We we fucking never get invited. I know everybody. Do you? That goes there. Yeah. Oh. Ross goes all the time. Jeffrey Ross all the time. He's written up in Playboy about going to the Playboy Mansion. All right, he's my bro. He's invited me a hundred times. I've met. A, I know a bunch of people who've been there. It's just yeah. That's just one we of those know things. Playboy playmates. We know Playboy. Well, I, maybe eventually we'll get to go. But okay, so what about the grotto and the swimming pool? Too much DNA in there, or you don't care? I don't care. Me either. I take fucking. I take antibiotics. Right. You know, fuck it. <laughs> Um, vitamins and take shit. A, you take a lot that of vitamins shot, before. You take that shot that kills AIDS. Right. Fuck it. I'll keep one of those down. <laughs> All right. Right. We'll, we'll go in there and fuck. Ooh, I wasn't thinking that. I just want I'd to swim. I'd fuck you in that grotto in a second. Oh. Just in case somebody came in, they know Ralphie May slinging some dick on a hot bitch. So then the question begs, after that happens, who's going to swim in the grotto? <laughs> hey, All right. <laughs> Probably no one. Come on, everybody will. <laughs> Nobody cares. They take antibiotics and vitamins and that shot that you drink. <laughs> well, despite never being at the Playboy Mansion, we have a pretty fucking awesome life. And tonight, you're in Miami, right? Yes, I am in Miami. I'm, I'm going kicking ass to Miami. 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 <laughs> ass and down, Facebook. This weekend, you're in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, I'm, so. at, I'm at the Hard Rock Casino uh, Improv. And uh, uh, just uh, Thursday through Saturday, Super Bowl on Sunday. And then next week, man, holy shit, next week is a very busy week for the kid. I'm going to Las Vegas. Um, I'm recording a show with Ron White, uh, CMT's uh, Salute to the Troops, and a comedy show with one of my favorites, Brian Regan. And, um, and, And Tater, I mean, God, I've known Tater for 20 years. And uh, and then I'm going and I'm taping the season finale of Jeffrey Ross's The Burn. 
Um, and if anybody wants to see me this weekend, I'm going to be at this cl uh, club in downtown LA called the Downtown Comedy Club. And uh, <laughs> so there you go. So as always, we bring you a great band. Yes, recorded live in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Polly. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason for the way you hold me tight, but the feeling's right in love is showing season. Maybe we should give it a go. Now you've got your loving arms around me. There's one thing I wanna do. Have you got a clue? A kiss is what I'm after. Maybe we should give it a go. Oh, maybe we should give it a go. a trip to Las Vegas to see Ralphie made live at the South Point Casino? It's easy. Just be the one to kiss our asses the most and you and a friend could be one of our lucky winners to be flown from anywhere in the U.S. to Vegas. Picked up in a limo, put up at the South Point Casino Hotel, have a steak dinner with Ralphie and Lana and get two tickets to see them perform. Be creative, folks. Promote us in your hometown, online on your social media site, and leave us nice comments and high ratings on iTunes. And you could be the next lucky winner. Good luck, and start ass-kissing today. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. <laughs>